Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise matured sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edigenfi. Tonight, I want us to look at who qualifies to carry the Spirit of the Lord. Who qualifies? You know, I'm not talking about the Spirit of God. I'm talking about the Spirit of the Lord. Though it's the same, it's not the same. Though it's the same, it's not the same. When I talk about the Spirit of God, it has a different meaning. When I talk about the Spirit of the Lord, it has a different meaning. The theme of this meeting is the Spirit of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 3, 11, the verse number 1 to 3. He said, and there shall be, there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of JC, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now, the question that I'm asking is that why is the rod coming out of the stem of JC? The Bible talks about this scripture is talking about it's a prophecy about Jesus Christ. And this scripture is trying to tell us how Jesus will come out. And this actually shows, you know, the Bible talks about the father, Jesus, the son of David. So actually, he's supposed to come from the, 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 the root of David, not the root of Jesus. But he came from Jesus. Because if he had come from David, there were certain people who would have missed redemption. People who are nobodies. Who don't have credentials in life. Who don't have royal blood. They wouldn't have qualified. So he came from the root of Jesus so that he rose into royalty. So he was born by a nobody so that he can come up with the nobodies and become somebody. The Bible says he took us from the miracle and set our feet on a rock to stay. So he took the root of the I mean Jesus. And the Bible says that. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, when we read the scripture from the book of Revelation, the Bible talked about the fact that this the mention of the seven spirit are actually here. Now, when you look at this list here, it said the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. 
the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord if you are not careful you will think that we are talking about just six spirits what, what is this spirit that we are talking about beloved we are talking about the Holy Spirit is God having seven spirits that is the question we have to ask. Now, you see, God by essence is one. But by oppression, he's three. So he's God the Father. He's God the Son and He's God the Spirit. But by nature, He is one. But when it comes to manifestation and operations, He can completely become the Son and still remain the father. You see, there is this knowledge I wanted to have about God. He's the only one that can become all things and still become nothing. He's the only one who can be at the west and still be at the east. Actually, he can become the producer and the product. He produces salvation, but David says that he has become our salvation. He, you see, you cannot, you cannot tell about God with your carnal mind. When we talk about the Father, is Jehovah Jireh. He is not our provider; he is our provision. He's our provision. He's not God, our healer. He's our healing. He can become everything. He is actually everything. Can I tell you something? Everything put together. You, I, all you have, all this world can be all we can imagine. Today my son came to me and told me, he said, do you know that we have over 160 other moons that we have not yet discovered? I was looking at him and, and said, you have, this is your generation. This is your generation. He started talking to me about some planets and certain things. I said, hey. Then they asked him, why? I just read it. He was telling us that he just read it. All that we have discovered and all that we don't know and all that we know put together. Put everything together. Beloved, it describes just a fragment of who God is. You have to get this. Now, when you understand this reality, you will not have problem with uh, Trinity. I said this God I'm talking about. When he becomes the son, he doesn't cease being the father. 
and he doesn't cease being the spirit when he becomes the son you will still see the father you still see the spirit when he becomes the father you still see the son you still see the spirit when he becomes the spirit you will still see the son you will still see the father So you must understand this. Otherwise, you will not you not get it. So by essence, he is one. But when it comes to manifestation, operation, administration, when it comes to administration, he's three. He's three. There is that which he works as the spirit. The Holy Ghost cannot die for you. The Holy Ghost cannot die for you. The Holy Spirit cannot redeem you. The Holy Spirit, you see, among the, 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 the Godhead, it is only Jesus that has capacity to become the flesh. Jesus is the only person who can walk on earth as man. The Papa God is, is purely spirit. The Holy Spirit is purely spirit. But the Lord Jesus, he is God and he is man. He is God and he is what? He is man. The Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the one that spoke the word. Meanwhile, he is also the word that went forth. This is the God we are talking about. And when this word went forth as God, he said this word became flesh. It dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. Amazing. So the Father begot himself. Can you define God? <laughs> you can't define him. But can you just imagine that this God says that I'm for you? This God says that. You know, I saw a picture today and between two towers in Ukraine. They took a picture and an angel in a cloud. And just where the angel in the cloud were, that was where the, the the fuel, the tank, the fuel of the tankers of the Russia ran out and they couldn't move it again. I was like, little did they know that there was a mighty, a mighty entity actually standing over them. Didn't you read it when Balaam was sitting on a, 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 a donkey and an angel stood on the way and the donkey couldn't proceed? We are talking about an angel. Who was created by this God I'm talking about? Can I tell you something? Angels were not created. And they came into existence. He blew them out. Now, I'm not called to actually work on this, but I just want you to understand 
the spirit of the Lord. When we read the scripture, we saw seven spirits. Number one spirit is the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. And then number two spirit. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3, please quickly. He said, and shall make of him, no, 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 verse 2, please, please. And the spirit of the Lord, number one, shall rest upon him and the spirit of wisdom too the spirit of understanding three spirit of counsel four spirit of might the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord the spirit of the no, I mean of the fear of the Lord <laughs> now when you look at this scripture very carefully when you look at the spirit of the Lord, it has no attachment or additive. The spirit of wisdom is added to the spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel is connected to the spirit of might. And the spirit of knowledge is connected to the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I will show you why. But the spirit of the Lord stands alone. It stands alone. It stands alone. Now, does it mean that God has seven spirits? No. The Holy Spirit, like I said, by essence, He's one. <laughs> but by administration, execution works. He, he manifests himself in seven ways. This level of manifestation of the Holy Spirit is the highest this earth can taste. The highest this earth can taste. There are certain numbers in the Bible that you must you must take notice of. Three, seven, ten. And my choice was said, What shiny ye me and son and so do me and no and I do. Now the number three stands for divinity, is that not it? It also means completeness. Seven also stands for perfection. And so so each in a home idea a real mutiny at least perfection. <laughs> Perfection of divine things on the earth. Seven. Ten also stands for perfection. And twelve also stands for divine perfection. Now now, four is the number of man. Is that not it? Am I right? Six is the number of man. But seven is the number of God. That is when God rested on the seventh day. God rested 
and give man the chance to pray. And serving actually represent the interventions, the, the, the complete, how, should I, how do I put it? The perfection of divine activity on the earth or in the life of humanity. Do you get it? Do you get it? The perfection of divine activity. That means at the place where humanity receives divinity for the perfection of all things on earth. I'm not going to be technical tonight. I'm trying to come down. If I'm going to go into this thing, I mean, we will have a lot of problems. But I just want us to just rush through this thing and then we can know our way out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because tomorrow morning we have a mighty, mighty program here. And we are receiving one of the mighty apostles in this nation coming right here to be a blessing. I've spoken to him and he's ready to fire by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit manifests himself in this seven ways. And through these seven ways, all the works of God is perfected on the earth. Now, can you project me the menorah? I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Or before then, let's start from, let's, let's go back to the um, Revelation so that you can be clear with this. I want to read something to you from the book of Revelation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You've got times and seasons in your hand. You called for light out of darkness. You don't need a man. To be the God you are, but you have chosen to call me your own. All right, you let's 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 just go on. Looks like my tablet's giving me a, a time. Okay, fine. It's here. Let's go. So he said, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, the throne sat on the throne, a book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals. Seven seals. Now the seven seal is, a, is, uh, is telling us about in the seven, the, the seven seal the, in the book is written things about this earth. Which the Bible, when you continue read, the Bible talks about the seven trumpets. And the seven trumpets are actually prophetic declarations of things which are supposed to happen on this earth. And that which is to come. The New Jerusalem, the millennium, and all those things. Jerusalem So the opening of this book was very important. But here is the case we didn't have anybody to open it. Because this book, the opening of this book was supposed to let us tell us about the rapture and other things 
But here's the, so if it was not announced, we're not going to have access to these things. But there was no way we could. No, so no no because there was nobody to open it. Then he said, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book? And to lose the seals thereof. No man in heaven on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book and to look to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read a book. And the one of the elders says unto me, weep not, behold, the lion. So first of all, he spoke about what? The lion. Of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Then he came, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamp. He was told that there is a lion. But when he lifted his eye to look at this lion, who is worthy to open the book, he saw a lamp. He saw a lamp as it had been slain, having seven horns. And seven eyes. And these seven eyes are the seven spirits of God. And these seven spirits of God are sent forth into all the earth to execute the assignments of God on the earth. And this man. Or this lion. <laughs> the lion couldn't carry the eyes. But it was the lamp that had the seven eyes. And this same lamp. Which had the seven eyes. Was the same lamp. God will never give you a horn if you are a lion. You don't understand it, you will get there. But the Bible told us that these seven eyes which the lamp carried No, we are not talking about a sheep. We are talking about a lamp. The lamp carries seven eyes. He said, these are the seven spirits of God. And I've told you. Now, let's look at the menorah. I want to show you. The menorah is actually a perfect representation of what? The seven spirits of God. I'm trying not to get technical. Okay? Now, originally, this is the original menorah. Now, when we talk about the menorah, we are talking about a candlestick. Okay? which was in the holy place of God. And in the holy place of God, the only medium of light was from this menorah. In the outer court, the medium of light was from the sun. But in the holies of holies, the medium of light was from the glory. 
But by the time you get to the glory, you should have experienced this. You should have experienced what? This. The light that comes from this. Now, when you look at the menorah very well, how many lamps do you see? You see seven but how many branches do you see? How many branches? You see six branches, but you see seven lamps. So how come that we have six branches, yet the, 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 the lamps are seven? This is a perfect interpretation of Isaiah chapter 11, the verse number 2. Isaiah, asema wakaye, Isaiah, tidubakuni yimu mienun, weye ye enchasye. He said, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Then he proceeded and now spoke separately about six spirits. So if you are not very careful, you will think that the spirit of God in operation on this earth is just six. But actually, they are seven. But you will see that the stem from which the middle lamp is proceeding also serves as a branch. Yet, it is a main branch which is connected directly to the, I mean directly to the stem. It is a stem and a branch at the same time. From which the other six takes their source. And beloved, that center player, which you can see there, is actually the spirit of the Lord. Now watch this. Originally, when you look at the menorah very well, when you look at it very well, you realize that all the other menorahs are designed to point towards the center menorah. So I mean, the center candle, uh, the candle stand. Trying to let you know that they cannot exist without him. Trying to give acknowledgement to the fact that no matter who they are, they, 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 they pay homage to the center stick. So when you come to Luke chapter 4, when Jesus arrived, one day Jesus was preaching, man of God. And whilst he was preaching, the people said that what manner of wisdom is this? That at his word, if demons obey, they saw that wisdom in oppression. Before they could say that about Jesus, Jesus stood up one day and said, He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. He didn't talk about the wisdom of God. He didn't talk about the counsel of the Lord. He didn't talk about understanding. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he knew that to have the Spirit of the Lord, I will have the other six connected. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. So Jesus 
was proud about the fact that the spirit of the Lord had come upon him. Wow. Wow. Now I want you to see something. When you look at sit down, like we'll get there. Maybe we'll get to the point where you may not be able to sit down again. When you look at the menorah very careful. Now the Bible says that. <laughs> Wisdom is the word. The principal thing. Wisdom is the word. The principal thing. Then he said, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That means that wisdom cannot begin without the fear of God. Which also stands to reason that a person who does not fear God cannot be wise. No matter the proverbs you will speak, no matter the parables you will speak, it doesn't depict wisdom. So you read from Isaiah chapter 11 the verse number 2 and you realize that after the spirit of the Lord all other spirits have been paid. So he called the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And then so from the top so when you look at the menorah there is this branch coming hitting the fear of the Lord and there is another one and they hit at a joint so we have the spirit of wisdom connected to the spirit of what? understanding and then you move down and then you can see another one connecting to the other. That is the spirit of counsel and what? Might. And then you see beneath that the spirit of knowledge and the fear of God which without which you can't have the principle which is the wisdom is also connected together. And all these spirits are hooked as, as I hooked on the stem, which is the fear. I mean, the, the spirit of the Lord. For a man to come to the place to say that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Bible says that, and the spirit of the Lord came upon something. What happened? When the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, he was able to carry the gate of a city. Why? Because within the spirit of the Lord is the spirit of might. Within the spirit of the Lord is the spirit of might. When the spirit of the Lord came upon Othniel, what did Othniel do? He became a judge and a leader and a warrior. Why? Because the spirit of counsel understanding and the spirit of what? The fear of the Lord is, is the spirit of the Lord. 
So if there's anything that I have to crave for, I must crave for the spirit of the Lord. I must crave for the spirit of the Lord. Beloved, most of us go chase after the anointing. But I said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. The spirit of the Lord can never come upon a person without the anointing. It can never. And to me, it can never. And to me, it can never. And to me, a man with the spirit of the Lord, can never lack anything in this life. Beloved, talk to me about riches. Talk to me about wealth. He said, "I wisdom. In my right hand is what riches and health. So to have wisdom." Would you lack riches? How would you lack it? Samson, the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And the Bible says he teared a lion as a kid. He teared a lion as a kid. There will never be any situation called impossibility before you as long as the spirit of God rests upon you. There can never, never, never it can't happen. The spirit of the Lord, man of God, was upon Elijah. How do you know? The spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord, is for governance, is for dominion, is for leadership. Headship. Headship. Dominion. Governance. So, the spirit of the Lord was upon Elijah. And when you read, I mean, James chapter 5, the Bible talks about the fact that Elijah was a man with like passions like us. And he prayed earnestly that it should not rain. And truly, it didn't rain. And then the Bible says he prayed again. But this time, the Bible didn't say he prayed again earnestly. The first prayer was an earnest prayer. The second prayer was not an earnest prayer. But that which was not an earnest prayer was clearly described in the Bible. That the guy placed his head in between his legs. I'm talking about the one which is not earnest. He placed his head in between his legs and prayed seven hours because he sent his servants seven times until they found a cloud like the face of a man. And then the Bible had not told us about the earnest prayer. No, he told us. So if putting my head in between my legs is actually the normal prayer. How was the earnest prayer? How was the earnest prayer? First Kings chapter 17. How was the earnest prayer? Look at it. Elias. First Kings chapter 17. And Elijah the Tishbite, look at it. Elijah Tishbite, do you know? Who was of the inhabitants of Gilead? 
said unto Ahab, he said, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain this year, but according to this was the endless prayer. This was the endless prayer. Now, this time, Elijah moved under the influence of the Spirit of the Lord. So there was communion. There was confidence. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you do things as God. You speak and it's as though God has spoken. So he spoke and said, this one is according to my word. And when he has spoken, truly, truly, there was no rain. But when he was supposed to make the rain come back, and that time the Spirit of the Lord was not there. Why was he not there? Elijah was not born again to have the Spirit of God rest and remain on him. Jesus was the one which it was told John the Baptist upon whom you shall see the Spirit come and remain. So at certain times, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon Elijah and depart. So he came upon Elijah and he made a declaration and the heavens were locked because by the power of the Spirit of the Lord with the influence of the spirit of might he commanded that there should not be rain and there was no rain but when the spirit of the Lord had not come this guy had to now cry he had to pray he had to spend time but if it is the spirit of the Lord the effort will be by the grace of God I said it will be by the power of the Lord. I said it will be by the power of the Lord. He said the hand of Zerubbabel has started this thing and he shall finish it. He said it shall not be by might nor by power but it shall be by my spirit. He said, say yes, the Lord. If it's by the spirit of the Lord, it shall be by the might of the Lord. It shall be by the hand of the Lord. It shall be by the grace of the Lord. If there is anything we have to pray for, live for the spirit of the Lord. How do I, how do I, maintain or come under this power come catch the spirit of the Lord can I tell you something the fact that you have the Holy Ghost in you does not the spirit of the Lord is at work the spirit of God may be with you but the spirit of the Lord may not be in operation that's the spirit of mastery the spirit of authority the spirit of authority that is where you stand there look look at look at look at what a alan did he got to a place and people are casting out devils come out come out come out the demon was not coming when he got there people were screaming the name of jesus 
When he got to the place, he looked at the demon possessed person. And he said, I'm AA. And then the demon ran out. The demon ran out. Just like that. Beloved, we have people that are carrying this thing. It is a realm of what? Possibility. It is a realm of what? Possibility. The Bible said, they told him that the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lion of the tribe of Judah, is able to take this book and open it. But when he lifted his eyes to see who is this lion, who is this lion, he saw a lamp that was slain fresh. Slain fresh. And this lamp had seven eyes. And he said, these seven eyes are the spirit of the Lord. Now, okay, the seven spirits of God. And of so. which the spirit of the Lord is part of it. Have you forgotten Refi. what Jesus said? He said, in this kingdom, whoever desires to be great and to be mighty, Beloved, hear me. The number one thing that is required of you for you to inherit, possess, and manifest the spirit of the Lord is actually learning to become the lamp. Become as what? The lamp. What is the lamp? John the Baptist said, Behold, John the Baptist, the Lamb of God that taken away the sin of the world. The Lamb is a symbol of redemption. He came to be slaughtered that by his blood we shall be redeemed. Anybody that presents himself as the Lamb or as a lamp. What do I mean? Every activity. Your life has been presented. As a living sacrifice. On the altar of God. And by reason of your life. Many are coming to the saving grace of the Lord. Whether by preaching. Whether by praying. Whether by loving. Beloved. You could have also become somebody. But for the salvation of others. You have become nobody. That many may come to the saving grace of the Lord. Paul said, It is by the grace of God I am what I am. He said, When we are talking about qualification, I have what it takes. I am actually a lawyer. But for your sake and for the work of God's sake, I have laid down everything. And now, I have presented myself as a lamb. Until you present yourself as a lamb, the eyes of God cannot be around you. The eyes were not around the lion. The eyes were around the lamb. The eyes were around the lamp. The eyes were not around the bourgeoisie. It was not around the goat. The eye were not around the bear. 
eye was not around the eagle. The eye was around the lamp. And beloved, that is a dimension we all don't want to get to. We all don't want to come to a point where we become nobody. Where we will put, I mean, we'll be beaten, broken. We'll be castigated. We'll be... I mean, many things will be happening to us. Just for the salvation of others. One of the things I must let you know that in this kingdom, the way up is the way down. Is the way down. The Bible says he gives grace to the humble. But he resists the proud. Until you become the lamp. Until you become as 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 the lamp. Forget about it. Jesus said, I am sending you as a lamp among wolves. Did you read it? Man of God, today when we get anointing, the next thing we look for is big towel around us. We are looking for great crosses that we put uh, uh, praying mantles around us. And then we walk in a certain way. We have the one who carries our Bible and the one who carries whatever. It's amazing. One of the things I prayed many years ago, I said, God, when I started driving, I realized that many people were not able to come close to me like I used to walk. So I took it upon myself. Then I have to get closer to people. The car boxed me and took me from the people upon whom, I mean, unto whom I have been sent. We must become that lamp. We must be slaughtered. We must be slow. We must be ready to be slaughtered. We are too sensitive these days. Too sensitive. We want to reply everything. We want to respond to everything. Too sensitive. Yes, we perceive matter. We must matter. We must be counted among. You can't look down, do you know who you are talking to? Today is so difficult for you to see a fine believer. You see, the, the way you belong to this church, look at the way the word of God is coming to you. You are filled with the word. Oh, Meanwhile, you are looking for opportunity to to command many things. To you are, you are a demand on the tables of heaven. Let the spirit of the Lord come upon me. It doesn't come like that, my brother. It doesn't come like that. I say it doesn't do what? It doesn't come like that. Be that lamp. I say do what? Be that lamp. Am I saying something very important here? What will be the next thing? The first time the Bible talked about the spirit of the Lord coming upon a human being, it came upon Othniel. Prophet mentioned it. That's in Judges chapter 3. I took it upon myself to also find the meaning of Othniel. 
The Bible describes Jesus as the lion and the lamb. Jesus came as a lion to, he said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life. He said, For this purpose, the Son of Man was made manifest, that he may do what? destroy the world. So, for the destruction of the works, for the destruction of Satan and his works, he came as a lion. Now, when we follow the Lord Jesus, listen to me very carefully. When we follow the Lord Jesus, to the church, we see ourselves following a lamp. But before the principalities and power, we see a lion leading us. We see a lion leading us. He's a lamp and he's a lion. Jesus will not present himself as a lion unto you. Do you know that Satan is not a lion? Pastor, but the Bible says that he's roaring like a lion. There's a difference between he's running as a lion and like a lion. He's not a lion. He's o- he only roars like a lion. Satan is not a lion. He's trying to Im- I mean, imitate the true lion of the tribe of Judah. He's not a lion. Why would Jesus present himself as a lion? That he may destroy the works of the enemy. The number two thing that you must understand. Jesus never was a lion until he came as a lamb. The Bible says, now, he has been given a name. Far above every other name. He has been made to sit at the right hand side of the Father. He said, and God said unto him, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your words. It was after he was slain that he entered into hell as a lion. If Jesus had not been slain, he wouldn't have been able to overcome Satan. He stepped into hell as a lion and dealt with sin and dealt with Satan. These are the two problems of God, sin and Satan. Sin and Satan. Dealt with it. As a lamp, he dealt with sin. As a lion, he dealt with Satan. As a lamp, he dealt with sin. As a lion, he dealt with Satan. For you to have the spirit of the Lord upon you. Beloved, apart from presenting yourself as a lamp, you must show up as a lion sometimes. You must show up as a lion. Not as Unto the church, not unto the church. Listen to me. You are not supposed to, inti- as a believer, you are not supposed to intimidate anybody in the body of Christ. Because of you, people should not feel intimidated. 
Your presence is supposed to edify people. But the Bible says that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God had suffered violence. And he said, the violent, that's what takes it by force. So until you build that lion spirit to stand, stand for the kingdom, the spirit of the Lord shall not come how do I know? Any moment the Philistines confronted the Israelites, and the people saw that it was not pleasant. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And then sometimes he would go into the forest and go and catch foxes, 300 foxes, <laughs> and light their tail and send them among the people. It is not every day. Can I tell you something? It is not every day God wants you to preach. Sometimes he wants you to bind. He wants you to cast. He wants you to deal with. He wants you to put in place. He wants you to stop the mouth of a lion. The Bible says, by faith, some stop the mouth of a lion. He wants you to quench fire. He wants to see that violence. Confrontation. Men of God have lined up here. Men of God. They say they are, they say they are anointed. I was sitting here. They are this way. We are all lined up here. And somebody was dying in the congregation. By wisdom. And by faith. The man carried the baby. He didn't care whatever was going on here. I guess Jesus preaching for roof the top. Carry the baby. Or buy number two baby in the tour. Only a stramongo. Now, what will you do? At this point in time, Satan, the presence of God was so thick. Satan was trying to distract something and trying to bring doubt and create issues. The apostle of God was here. He just said, Ow! That was, that was the prayer. The one and the baby jacked up. And that was all. Finish. Finish. This one, no big fat die. In the name of Jesus. Roar like a lion. Roar. And at that point in time, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Beloved, don't joke with Satan. Don't play around that guy. Don't give me a full story. A man And he was following Jesus. Satan can follow you as a friend. If he can follow you as a brother. He can follow you as a he can even follow you as a mother. He was following Jesus. No You devil. Get away from me. Huh? 
And the Bible said that was Peter. 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 You call him devil? Now who friend of Bonsam? He roared. He roared. He is the lion and he's the lamb. He's the lion. But before you rise up as a lion, Am I saying something very important here? Before you rise up as a lion, learn to be a lamb. Thank you, Lord. He said he has sent us as a lamb among wolves. You are not sent as a spider. Some of you, you are, you are like spiders. You are always hiding. You don't do anything for the Lord. We don't know. Since you got born again, we don't know one soul you have won. Turn your mask off for a Sunday preaching. Can I tell you something? I'm going to show you. Every believer has two ministries. You have a ministry unto the church. You have a ministry unto God. When you stand here, you sink. You have done well. You may have edified the body. You have done. But listen to me. He said that, and ye shall receive the spirit, and we shall become witness unto me. Unto what? The Holy Ghost in you is unto what? You have forgotten the scripture. Uh, you, have, you have intentionally forgotten. Me too, I'll remind you. I'm not the Holy Spirit to remind you. Number two, be the stone of God. I said, be the what? Be the what? The stone of God. Now, I wanted to remind you. You know, the name Othniel means the Lion of God. So, I wasn't surprised the Spirit of the Lord came upon that young man. Number three, be the what? The stone of God. Zachariah 3, 9. Zechariah 3, 9. For behold, the stone that I have laid up before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Upon which one? Shall be seven eyes. And then he continued and he said, Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof. See, as the Lord of hosts, I will remove the iniquity of that land. In one. And I have already told you that the seven eyes represents what? The seven spirits of the Lord. Upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Be the stone of the Lord. Now, when you read the scriptures from 1 Peter 2 5, he said that ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. What the Bible is telling us is that each and every person here, we are a type of stone. You are a living stone. And God is forming us into a temple within which he will dwell. Are you here? You're going home. If you want the spirit of the Lord upon you, according to Zechariah 3, the verse 9, he said, upon one stone, if only you are the stone of the Lord, the seven spirits of God would be upon you, including the spirit of the Lord. 
What does it mean? The stones in the hand of the Lord is being fashioned or is being built into the temple of God. So what it means is that any time you present yourself as a stone in the hand of the Lord, perfectly to be used for the building of the temple, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. That means that activities that you are doing, things you are doing, that is actually pushing the edification of the temple or of the building of the body of Jesus Christ qualifies you to have the spirit of the Lord come upon you. That is why I can tell you that it's not everybody in the house of God that has that spirit. Because the words that comes out of your mouth, dear, darling, the word that comes out of your mouth, it hurts. It freaks people. Your attitude, the way you come to church, how late you come, it's affecting all of us. It is not building. You are not a living stone enough. You are not a living stone enough. David took one stone, brought Goliath down. You are not a living stone enough. But be a living stone. Be conscious and be intentional about contributing to the body of Jesus Christ. Even in your thoughts, in your prayer, in your decision, don't behave as though you don't care. No, you cannot come to that realm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you getting blessed here? Yeah. If I leave you with these three points, you should be able to do it. Be the lamp. Yeah. It's not enough that be concerned of the redemption of others. Be concerned of the redemption of others. Rise up as a lion. Confront every satanic confrontation. Set yourself to be used as a build for the building, the building magician of the Lord's building. There are two things you must understand. We have the tabernacle and we have the temple. What God is looking for now, man of God, is not the tabernacle. The tabernacle is the unsettled presence of God. But the temple is the settled presence. God wants to settle down with you. Present yourself as a living stone. Come to church, it's about offering. Give it with that consciousness. You know, let me just share this. I was just sitting here and I I saw somebody call me. When the person started calling me, immediately I felt no, this guy is hungry. So I took my phone at it. You have not asked for anything, but you see, you should, you should, I was so feeling pain now. When I talk about sorry, I'm not talking about KMC. The, the church in general. Become a solution to the body of Jesus Christ. Beloved, can I tell you something? The stone, when it is presented, is fashioned. When I talk about fashion, that means that it is chiseled. We don't, you see, Jesus will never receive a chiseled stone. 
an already chiseled stone. He doesn't like it. Listen oh. to me very careful. He will never use an already chiseled stone. Oh boy, he loves it raw. Because when you chisel yourself before presenting yourself, you might be too small for the hole he wants to see you. Or you might be too Just as you are, present yourself. He has hammer. The Bible says his word is hammer. He has hammer. He can you to fit as he wants. Pastor, this thing is too small. Pastor, I don't have anything. If you can't give, you can sweep. If you can't sweep, you can sing. If you can't sing, you can do something. Do something by armies for the advancement of the kingdom. No matter what, when he sees that you have that heart for the kingdom, it is easy for him to release the spirit of the Lord upon you. Easy for him. Easy for him. Why do you think that missionaries have such tremendous, wonderful results? Why? 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 Look at what they go through. And they come out with wonderful results. And we, we sit back and we are envying them. They've given their all. They've become the lamp. Seeking the redemption of others. They become the lion praying on the field. Casting by them. And they become the stone. Why won't a, 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 a missionary get to a flooded water? Get to a flooded water. And it was Sunday. And he was late. He wanted to cross over to the other place. When he got there, the boat, the boat had been I mean, drawn away by the current. Held the hand of the wife. And they started walking on the water. They walked on it and crossed and went to preach. These are realities. This one didn't happen in the Bible days. I'm talking about Francis Hunter and the husband. They crossed. They are still alive. I say be a stone. A living stone. That the master can use to build the temple. Because he's building the temple of Jesus. That will settle his presence. That will settle his presence. Three things. I just don't want to add any other thing. I just want to talk about just three things. Number one. Be the lamp. And be ready to be slain. Some of us we are here. We have been carried to the hospital. I never, I never, I was not carried to the hospital because I was sick. At the point in my life, I felt like, well, I love the world more than my bedroom. One day I walked to the doctor and said, Doctor, admit me. Do you know what I want to do at the world? I went to read my Bible. Because I didn't love to read my Bible now. I felt, because I was at a point that I was afraid. Why? Because the people I live for, they were the people who were crazy. crazy. The people I woke up in the night to pray for, they were the ones who were crazy. The people who sat here and I preached them, they were the people who broke away with the church. Confused people in the church. Caused problems in the church. Wounded. The people I prayed for took care of. They were the people who called me on phone and insulted me. Sit down. But you must be a lamp. That must be slain. 
We had so much authority. We could have opened our mouth to speak. One day Jesus came to me. He said, when you open your mouth and you talk, something would happen. But know that it will affect you eternally. The Lord told me, said, I called him. I said, yes, I know. I said, leave him. No, see, and that was how I didn't talk. I was wounded. It was painful sometimes. I I left it like that. I left it like that. Let it be. Let it be. Elijah cursed and it cursed. Elijah domain. I was reading Rejoiner's book on uh, the path. And Elijah was telling Kip Rejoiner. Elijah e catcher rejoiner. Said I failed. I said I failed. Why? Again. He said when the Lord expected me to be patient. I said I used his power for the wrong thing. I cursed. These are the reasons why we are not able to alter curses. That is not the kind of Jesus. That is not the kind of Jesus. Be the lamp that was slain. Rise up as the lion that faints. Present yourself as the stone that may used to be built the temple of the Lord. The Lord bless you. Thank you for listening if you enjoyed the podcast you can subscribe you can share with your friends take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at kmc worldwide for more information visit kmcworldwide.org thanks again for listening god bless you